Continuing with Evan Hoezer Simon Base. So I want to point out something short before we go into the topic I want to talk about, which is Seif Base. One mentioned one Nakuda in Seif Aleph. The Mechaber opens up by saying, person should not marry a woman that has a psal, and obviously refers to a, something which is also for him to be with her, whether it's a mamzer for a Yisrael or a grusha uh, gyeres and uh, those ones halala for a koyin. But if she, but even though the words shum pisul could mean that she has some kind of uh, defect, some kind of uh, issue, that's not what it refers to, and that's there's no issue to marry, not the perfect person. The Ramah then continues. If somebody marries a apostle or woman because of a financial gain, so he has bad kids. Right? And that implies that if she is not possible, he could marry her for financial gain. Then that's the beginning of the Ramah. Towards the end of the Ramah, it says if he fights, if, if, if he's fighting over the money from his wife, then that's considered, then that's also ushered, that's considered, for that, that L'Shem Momoin is also, is also ushered. Um, the, that's how the Chalakas Mechaikik basically explains that there's no stiller from the beginning to the end of the Ramah. Marrying a woman for financial gain is not a problem. However, marrying a woman and then fighting over how much money you're going to get out of it, that is, that is Osir Mishum moment. Um, the Gra flips it and says that the end of the Ramah, the Ramah quotes in the end is actually, he's Chalak in the beginning, on what he quotes in the beginning. And it is prohibited to marry a woman just for financial gain, regardless of what uh, the situation is. And not, uh, not that it's only in certain scenarios. <clears throat> he just points out that when he discusses this, he says that, that if the person is a Talmud Chacham and by him marrying money, he's going to be able to learn uh, for longer, then it's not considered L'Shem Maman. But that's just one that pointed out on the side. I want to discuss Seif Beis. The Mechaber starts with a statement, Kol HaMishpachas Becheskas Kashrus, and you could marry, every, all the families are Becheskas Kashrus, and you could marry them from them L'Chatchila. If there's families that get into fights the whole time, or somebody's busy telling, calling other people Mamzer, and these kinds of things, then you have to look into the family. But overall, you don't look into families. What does it mean that all the families are Becheskas Kashrus? So if you look in the tour, the tour brings the Machlekes, Rishonim, what is the definition, when does this call Mishpachas Becheskas Kashrus apply? This is the shit of the Rameh, that call Mishpachas Becheskas Kashrus refers to families that you know that ha- that you know and that they have a cheskas kashos. So obviously, all the families are cheskas kashos. You could marry them without doing any further research. 
um, the, that's the shit of the Rameh. The tour follows other Rishonim, which they hold no. Unless there is a reason to, to worry, which that's going to be in the next Sif, in Sif Gimel, there is no, the, the, default, this, the default view is that Kol Mishpochis are Beches Kaskashos. And that's even if they don't have a known Cheskas Kashus, and even if they're not known. As long as you don't have a specific knowledge of a Psul, then you have to, then you have to, uh, then you, you can marry them L'Chadchila without doing any research. There are certain Rishonim which go even further, that what it says, I mean, they go even further. What it says in the next sif, that that sif in sif gimel, is a continuation to sif base that that comes. Therefore, if you hear about a family that has an issue, that Abanu should quiet the issue down, take care of it, so it should not be. So it should go back into the cheskas Rather than the simple reading of it is that. If there's a problem, start researching or stay away from them or whatever it is. Some people say, no, if there's a problem, this is a continuation. Now, if there's a problem, if you hear something, deal with it. Deal with it and quiet it down so, there, so that we continue within the framework of Kamishpachis Becheskas Kashos. The Rajba goes and, uh, and follows that opinion of the majority of the Rishonim that even if there's no Cheskas Kashas, even if you don't know the family, you don't know the family, um, and you marry them. And he says, and therefore, even if someone comes from a faraway town, from a faraway country, and you don't have information, but he says he's Jewish, you can get married to them. The Achreinim that deal with it go on different extremes that um, if you look at them from a uh, historical perspective, you might be able to understand the, a little bit, understand the Sherish and the Machlekes, but I'm not going to get into the historical aspect of it, just that it, a lot of it depends on how Jews were viewed in specific times, and based on that, how easy it was for somebody, whether was there any incentive for somebody to claim that he was Jewish. You have the Beishmul, right in the beginning of Siv, right in Siv Beis, takes the approach, he is machmir like the Rameh. He says, he says that if any time you don't know the family, you have no knowledge of the family as Yidin, you have to do, you have to do chkire, uh, bdike, you have to check, you have to investigate. And that's how he understands the Rameh, that every single scenario where you don't have knowledge of the family, they don't have cheskas kashas, you have to do a full investigation to figure it out. And you have to have rayas, bring rayas that this person is Jewish, and the Eid Echod is not enough, but you need, he understands the Rameh, says the Eid Echod is not enough, but you need to aid him. Mamish uh, like a uh, like a uh, to create a a a chazaka for this family. The Pnei Moshe, which follows the Beishmo, says that yes, you need chikira, but the Eid is also enough. You don't have to go so extreme to have to have uh, to have uh, to to aid him. That's shit of the Beishmo based on the Rameh, and uh, that's uh, that's the Beishmo says. Let's go to the other extreme of what the Achreinim take. The Beis Meir, also in Evan Ezer, says, you don't do Bechlal. 
we take shochanah lachol mishpacha cheskashus. You don't do any bedika at all. Everybody is cheskashus, and even the rameh who had a chashash, the rameh that's machmer that uh, that you have to do achkire, is not talking about yados. It's not talking. He's not talking about mamzeres. He's not talking about that kind of chikira. He's talking about research of avdus. Maybe there's an avid. Maybe there's a problem with the with the with the Judaism of uh, maybe it's avid, a descendant of avid. And therefore, as long as even if you were to follow the rameh, it's enough that you bring a raya that your mother's Jewish. That's it. You don't have to do the research to figure out also mamzeres. That means. When you do research, there's two elements to the research. There's what we say, b'dikas yuchsin. Check if, uh, if the person is a mamzer. If, there is, if there's a chashash mamzeris. If, there is, uh, if, there is, uh, if it's for a koyen. There's other details. I'm not going to get into it now. It's not going to, I'm not going to discuss it right now. But uh, the research of this halolim. If, there was, if there's an issue of halolos in the family, etc. You research on both sides. But uh, when I'm talking about the Yados, he says, the, he, the Beismeyer says, you only have to do research if there's a chashash, according to the Rameh, it's only a chashash of Avdus, not a chashash of, of, of Mamzeris. So the only research you have to do is just the person has to bring Rai that his mother's Jewish. So if you take the Beismeyer simply, just has to bring Rai that his mother's Jewish, you already have a lot of work to do today. Because that is already a problem. And if we, when the Machlech is Bishmul, we tend to go with the Bishmul. So if you have the Bishmul that says that you have to do research on, the country may have to do a full research, Saimam Zeris and Sayados, and the Bishmul takes the approach, you don't have to do Mamzeris, um, just Yados, you still have, you still have a lot of work, still have a lot of work uh, on your plate to deal with. Uh, aside also like the, the but that's that's the Beismeir and that's how he explains the, the Rameh but he himself says you don't need to do any research the Shalom Melech says anybody who comes in front of you comes tells you that he's Jewish but he has to be able to tell you straight I am Jewish however if he himself has a doubt about his Judaism, he's not so sure that, is that uh, if he has some kind of doubt on his yichus, then you have an obligation to to do to do um, to do a echkira. The Aruch HaShulchan has an interesting approach, and he separates the two, and he says to paraphrase the Aruch HaShulchan, all of you are mixing up the two things. The, the Mechaber is talking about Mishpacha, if a whole family comes as a unit, then, and you see them as Jewish, then you don't have to start asking any questions. The family, you don't have to start digging back and seeing. The families in the community, you see them, they're all good. If a random person comes, obviously you have to do, obviously you have to do, you have to do research. When it comes to Kehuna, it's a much more complicated machlekes. You have to check every woman, how many dirties you have to check for every woman, etc., etc. All this, all these opinions are all talking back in the day when, when a person would come and say he's Jewish. Usually it meant that he's getting himself into trouble because Jews were not welcome. And it's not like today we say anti-Semitism, uh, you know, somebody will say something to you. 
today there's a lot of benefits to being Jewish. People want to be Jewish, etc. So there's so there is a different, a whole different world out there which is not discussed in the Pisgah. When we discuss today the concept of bitter yados, we look that if we don't have, if we if they do not come from an established community, and they do not come with rayas, then we have in the back of our mind a chashash that maybe this is a problem, a serious problem. In addition to it, we have a whole different parsha which is not discussed in Simon Bay's in Evanizer, but it's relevant too because uh, if you want to understand it, Ames says that you have to bring proof at Imam Yisro. The Shiloh of Gatos. Right? If you have a, a uh, if you have a, a gatos, then you have to do research to see if the gatos is kosher, and then it could be generations, three, four generations, until you discover that there was a problem with the gatos, and you have to do all the research then. Why do we do research? Because if we're going to be making a marriage, or if we're going to approve somebody to get married, our we as Orthodox rabbis, now they're going to use our approval down the line. So we have to do the research properly. Just because 30 years ago the research was not done properly doesn't mean that, or 50 years ago or 70 years ago there was no proper research done, doesn't mean we shouldn't be doing it. The circumstances have changed tremendously and we have to do, we have to do proper research. The questions that come on a regular basis to me or to anybody who's dealing with it are questions that usually involve a gatos somewhere down the line, or that uh, somehow they're not sure if the grandmother was Jewish or not. When they started immigration from Russia, um, there was a, in Yisrael in the beginning, they were completely clueless about how to read documents. There's cases that I'm aware of where People got married in Yisrael, they have papers that they're Jewish, they're registered as Yidden, because they showed papers that say and that they're Jewish, right? Because in Russia you have it on the passport. And a few years later, uh, 20 years later, the next generation wants to get married, and you do research today, you could do research much easier than then, and you could uh, do research in the, in the archives if you know what you're doing, and uh, it's all forged. They came with a copy of a document, or a real document that was rewritten for the purposes of immigration, and it says Jewish, but if you look at the, the generation before, it's straight up Gaish. So when you start doing research, you have to have a chushareach. Right? You have to have a chushareach, you have to know what you're looking for. You have to know what you're looking for, you have to know when to send something to somebody else, you have to know what you know, what you don't know. So let's take, for uh, understanding this better, let's use examples from different countries to make it easier. You know, practical, this is not, uh, I'm done with uh, quoting from, uh, for now quoting with uh, Madam Kaimas. Now we'll go into some stories. When you're dealing with an American, American uh, person, American family, you will ask for Ksubis, you'll ask for birth certificates, you'll ask for copies of Matsevis, and you'll ask for records, if there's any other records connecting them to Judaism. 
you'll ask, they could, everything could be found online today if you're dealing with Americans. Mostly you could find things online. You could find um, records of when they, immigration records when they came to America. If it's before a certain year, it actually says on the, on the papers what language they spoke. Sometimes it would say that they spoke Yiddish, or they spoke Jewish, whatever it is, or the census documents. And we're soon gonna show you some people, there are some shittas that you could rely on documents when it comes to this. We're gonna to get to the practical, we're gonna to get to the shittas soon. If there is a Shiloh of, now, how do, you, how do you track down a Gatos? How do you track down a Gatos? If you dig, if you go back enough generations, and sometimes you could find six, seven, eight generations online in these uh, genealogy things, you'll suddenly find that somebody's um, name is a Jewish name, but their parents' name is an Irish name or a, or a uh, Scottish name or something like that, and they're buried in some St. Andrew's Cemetery, and they're Christians. Now, in America, they didn't, uh, sometimes you have frakert, but usually you dig back and you find. Then you have to start doing research, and you have a, a, a chashash. Sometimes you dig back, and then you end up finding a, from a person. So you dig back and find a from a person, you're good, you know they're Jewish. Now you have to figure out the mamzerim. If you find out that they're goyim, then they're goyim. You have to figure out if they could do a, gay, if they could do a gear. If they could do a mamzer, it's harder to, sometimes it's harder to solve. But you have to figure out, at least you know where you're heading. But the documentation is fairly... Is, is traceable. Now, a person is going to come bring you a copy of a matseva. I had a case recently, someone brought me a copy of the matseva of their grandmother. And, well, they claimed it was their grandmother. And they were not able to connect the dots to bring me birth certificates and death certificates connecting the names. You want to have, everything is available today. You just order it, it costs a few dollars, and you get, you get birth certificate, birth certificate, birth certificate, birth certificate, and you connect the names one to another, and you're able to trace it back to, to, uh, to the person. Let's say you trace it back to, to, to a guiotis. Then you start to, you can still find research. You see which shul they got married in. They got married in the Frum shul, they got married in a, in a temple. Which year they got married in? That's already more detailed. And so then you know if, the, if there was a shyla of, of, of when did conservatives become a problem, when did reform become a problem. This is all practical things that you'll get with experience. If you find a gear, you do your research. Now, if you find that they're hidden, you have to start looking. If they're born, researching if there is more than one marriage involved. Again, a lot of the records are available online, and you could, you could see... If there was, when was the marriage done? See if there's any, see if there's any shilas for Biru Yehados. Yehados Biru When you're dealing with the Russians, we'll take another example, then they will bring documents. The documents, since unless you are fluent in Russian and fluent in how to figure out the documents, don't deal with it. Send it to somebody who's a professional because the chances of you being fooled are pretty high. Um, and there are a lot of forged documents. Even if they came through as Yisrael, you look and they bring papers, they got married in the Rabbanot. If they got married in the Rabbanot any time before, before the late 90s, Lav um, Dafka, this proper Biryadus was done. Or even mid-90s, you could say it got better. It started getting better. Up until then, in the 80s, it was, uh, it was a problem. Same thing with Gerim. If there's anything, even from the Rabbanot, from, like a, from the 80s, 
you want to double check to make sure that the, the information matches, passes the smell test, the Jewish names, Jewish uh, um, birthplaces, they come from places. Now, when a person comes and has Jewish names, you know, Baba has Yiddish names, and they come from cities which were known to be, which had uh, substantial Jewish populations, and even though they're not the Roiv, because a lot of times we say, call the Parish, they're not the Roiv, there's never, I don't think in America today, today there's a few cities, little cities, which have a Roiv Yidin, but talking about the early Yidin lived in New York, you're going to say they lived in New York, Manhattan, there was never a time when they were the majority. You can't say, call the Parish, Parish. But still, if there's Yiddish names, and uh, the Baba spoke Yiddish, and they lived in a specific place in America, you could think they're Jewish. In Europe, it also depends on where they lived. There are certain countries which never had Yidden. I don't know if they have Yidden even today. Certain countries in the, in the Far East, which today maybe have Shluchim and have tourists, but they, don't have, uh, they didn't have Yidden back then. In the times of the, of, the, of the communism, you could check. A lot of times now, if somebody comes, they also research where they were during the war. There's some people which could bring you rayas. One of the best rayas you could have is somebody that was killed in the Holocaust. Usually they were Jewish. If they're in the Jewish registered as Yidden, and they were killed in the Holocaust, so they're listed in the, one of the rayas that I once got for a Biryadis, in addition to other rayas of Edas and everything else, was a, uh, the, the log from the Judenrat of the city, of all the Yidden that live in the town that they gave to the Nazis, so they're listed, the family's listed over there as Yidden. So, that's, uh, in, certain, in such scenarios, when somebody identifies as Jew, you know, you know that they are, you know that they're Yidden. <coughs> when is there really an obligation to do a bit of Yuchsin? When there is any reason for chashash, when a person does not come from an established, from an established, it's not a regular family living in a, in a regular orthodox, part of a regular orthodox community. Today we do for everybody, but essentially it's, if a person is a member of an orthodox congregation, and there have been members for years, generations even sometimes, then you don't really have a chashash on them. If they come from nowhere, you have, they have no, they're not able to trace the connection to any from community, then obviously you're obligated to the research. If there is a Shiloh and gear, you definitely have to do research. Now you have to do research also on adopted people. How do you know if somebody's adopted? You don't really have a way of knowing if somebody's adopted unless they do a DNA test. You do a DNA test, you might get yourself in bigger troubles, but because you'll find things that you don't want to know. But how do you know if somebody's adopted? So there's also, again, the smell test. If uh, there's certain things which you learn with experience, you're gonna, for example, you have a, a uh, you get the birth certificates, and you see the, and you see the, the information. You see that this person was born on this and this day parents were born on this and this day. Suddenly you realize they were married for 20 years and have no kids. They have one kid at the age of 47 and they have no more kids afterwards or two kids. So you ask questions. Not, not every case is going to be a chashash. You don't have to say that they're 
And a lot of times there's no way of knowing because they hit it so well, there's no way of knowing and you have to sue a county to get adoption records even once you know that you're adopted to be able to get it. And love, not, in America, it's, you can still sue it. In some places you'll get it. If it's enough years have passed, some places you won't even get it. But it has to come from the person themselves. But those are things you see. You see the, 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 ages, the ages clash. There's something is missing over here. Then you start asking questions. If a person is married, and a year later they have a kid, and then a, year, a few years later they have another kid, and then there's no more kids, that's fine. That's normal, or even two, three years later. If there's a 15 or 20 year gap, then you have, then you have a, a question. Sometimes a very simple way could do it. The parents were born in America and the kid was born in a different country. Why is the kid, they flew to, to, uh, to Hungary to have a kid in 1989, 1987, and they flew to Romania to have a kid. Today they do for other reasons because of clinics, but then they didn't fly for that. So you do all the research. You look in the Rebbe's letters, the majority of the Rebbe's letters relevant to called Biru Yahadus, aside for one, every single letter is, almost every letter is about, is about Gatim. For example, when the Rav says, do a it says, nochen a to do, to do a Birul, do it secretly. Do it in a sensitive way. That's when the Rav had a chashash that somebody in his community was not proper in his Gaia. To a different letter the Rav writes, you should do it by Efren Diplomati. A few letters the Rav says you have to do by Efren Diplomati. And then when, the, when it came to an actual case, and Rabbi Shusterman from Chicago, when it came to an actual case that he had, um, that he had a child of a Suffolk if the mother got converted, the Rebbe said, tells him, you tried speaking to the father and it didn't work, go talk to the mother. When you talk to the mother, find out where was the place of the Gatos. Lisha Lomokema Gatos, Al Yedemi, who did the Gatos, Oifana, how the Gatos was done. Then the Rebbe said you could write then you could write to whoever dealt with it to do your research to find out if it was done if it was done properly if it was done properly properly or not. And when it comes to adopted kids, also there's a few letters. It says that what some of the Rebbe writes. Another letter also that the Rebbe writes the same thing in the Lamids. They have to find out. Um, if it's enough when you have, at the time of the gatos, at the time of, of adoption, find out if the information was, looks like a person had a child and adopted a child, and they were told at the time of adoption that the parents are Jewish. So the Rebbe told the parents, go discuss with the Rav the information that you got at the time of the adoption to make sure if it's if it's uh, if it's taki enough to ascertain that the person is Jewish or not, sometimes you're going to get to it in Simon Dalad when there's a question of adopted, a question of other other ways that children were born, that you fall into a category of Asufi and Shtuki and all the other uh, things that you have to do research that they are that they are starting off already at the at the at the issue that you have to do a, that you have to do a bidur. He's a starting 
with the Chiyuv Birur because their background is, is because their background is checkered is not so clear. Now I'm going to go through a few cases that came up in recent years that I dealt with and tell you how we dealt with them. Some of them we dealt, some of them I discussed here in the past, some of them I didn't. Most of the cases that come up are cases that involve person remembering that there was some form of gatus. But we're going to get to it. We're going to get to that in a minute. I want to go to a to a different one. I have a bunch of cases that came. There was a woman who was born, grew up, was born in Europe in the 60s. Her father was Jewish. Her mother was, was um, a Yosema from the war. And she always claimed that she, is, that she was Jewish. The mother always told her kids, the mother always told this woman, who was born in, 19, in the 60s, that she is Jewish. And she didn't have any... Any any documents? She lost all her documents during during uh, the war. The daughter that was born in the sixties. She also claimed all the years. Anybody who ever asked her, she always said that she is that she is that she is Jewish. She grew. She didn't go to a Jewish school, but she always claimed. Anybody who ever knew her or her mother always heard from them. We are Jewish. We are Jewish. We are Jewish. The research that was done yielded absolutely no documents. The only research that, what was the research that was done? It got to us information like this. Anybody who ever spoke to her, to these women, to especially one that was born in the 60s, she always said she's Jewish. And there's two, there's two Adam that she behaves like a, uh, like a from lady. She's been behaving from lady for many years. Means the Eidos might not be an Eidos that they know that she's Jewish. She's known as a Yid in her, in her, in her community. Yeah. Now, in there is so now they're known as Yid in the community, and they come and they say, basically, Yisraelani. There is a a a. a so now. Obviously, we have the Machlegas and Shulchan Aruch. A person comes in the tour from the Ramah and Rashi. A person comes and says, I'm Jewish, accept me. Does, you have to do a Chkiru Drisha, you don't have to do a Chkiru Drisha. But there are, there are a lot, uh, there are a lot of, of, of shittas, like we discussed, that say that you could rely on them. I mentioned the Aruch HaShulchan. The Aruch HaShulchan also says over there that as long as there is no specific raya fakert, you could rely on the chazaka. Yeah, you have to do research if they come along, but if there's a, a family, you don't really have to do you don't really have to do a research. And and if they have two them it's good. Really, even even uh, even one aid is good. The tour and the rameh that's the says the rameh that comes is mentioned as a 
as a as a day of yechidois, as a das yachid. But here we have edus that are from a yidden, and we have edus that they always said that they were yidden, and we don't have any reason to doubt otherwise. So Igris Moshe, if you want, this is uh, from the Moshe Feinstein. He held regarding a woman that if she, if she says that seems, it seems that if you hear them, if you see that they're shomer teiro mitzvus, true the Moshe even has a chelikal of that when a person comes that says that the people that come are trusted that they're yidden, is when they are also shomer teiro mitzvus. So then, when they come in front of you, you see them, you could trust them. They have nemonus also, and what else do they say? A person that's not Shemitimis is no nemonus. This person has nemonus. They're from. So they come, you know that they're from. And when they say they're Jews, that they're Jews, that they're Jews, you could, you could rely on them. The similar thing is also in, in, uh, in the, in the Shastrus Yabiyah in, in the Vadi Yosef, also saying a similar idea. But the idea is, this is what uh, it's important to know. This true of the Moshe Feinstein. If a person is from, and you have ages that the person is from, then when they come and they say they're Jewish, you don't have to do more research, too much more research. We do research, anyways. But if there is no way of doing research, edus is enough to do it. That's the that's the halacha. Bring two edim that this person that this person is Jewish, then it's uh, then it's fine. Now, what happens if you have what, what happens that there was one case? That's how. That's essentially how we solved it, based on the Moshe. We didn't have. We didn't have much. We didn't have much more to go to go uh, to go on it. Now, when it comes, when you have a a situation when it's a gerus, then it gets more complicated. You have to find out if it's taka. If there is taka taka a. Uh, Proper gaitus or not? What was the story? There was a story of a of a uh, of a woman. A second. A woman comes from a conservative family. Her parents were married conservative. Her grandparents were married conservative. Also, we have records all conservative rabbis. The great now, the mother of the girl that's getting married told her recently that she remembers when she was ten or eleven, her grandmother, that means the girl's great grandmother, talking to her about that she went, uh, that she went, uh, she did some sort of conversion, and she remembers going into a pool, and that they made sure that she that. Uh, that, and they told her that all the hair has to go completely under the water, and she had long hair, and she had to make. She told her they were talking about swimming. So the grandmother tells her granddaughter, who was ten at the time. You know, when I was younger, I had to go through this process. I had to go swimming, but it wasn't a regular pool. You went. I had to go some sort of conversion. Uh, that great grandmother's dead already, and uh, this mother is now sixty, and she remembers fifty, and she remembers what she heard when she was ten. And uh, the question now begins: These people are known as Yidden. Yes, they are in the conservative temple. But they were always known as the Yiddish Mishpacha. Anybody who you ask about them always knew them as a regular 
from Mishpacha, not from, as a regular Jewish family. They grew up Jewish, they were all, always members of the Singh, they were always involved in, in the Yiddish community, they, always, they all had Jewish names. It, all, it, checks, it, checks all, it checks all the marks. So obviously, if you're going to go down the opinion of the Rishonim that say, for example, the Rashba, the Rashba anyways holds that Kol Mishpachas Becheskas Kashas. The Rashba also has a different shuva where he says that when a person holds himself Machzik Atzmei um you don't have to tell you he doesn't have to bring he doesn't have to bring he doesn't have to bring any rayas. And the Aruch Hashulchan, like we said, also says that you don't have to bring uh, to bring rayas. But this, so if they would just come and say, from the, if they would just be, if there wouldn't be this piece of information that the grandmother told, that the grand-grandmother told the mother about uh, her remembrance, we would accept them as Yidin. Because we have generations of seeing that they're all within, within the framework of a Jewish community. And we don't have to do any more research. The problem is, suddenly now, so now, the Shaila is, are we choishish? Is this in the category of something that we're choishish, that we have to do more research or not? Because if we're going to start to do more research, there's no way of finding anything. There is no records. There's nothing. All we have is this, uh, the story. All we have is the story. So now, if, what it, what it says, if a person comes, in Hilchas Gedis, if a person comes, and says that they, they converted in Bezdin, they themselves are trusted. That's Allah. You will, you will get to it at some point this year. Over here, it's not the gear that's coming in front of Bezdin and saying anything. It's her granddaughter coming and saying that she remembered something from her grandmother. There is a claw that's in Sai in Yeridea in Hilchas Geirus, and Sai later on when it comes in Evan Ezra and Hilchas Mamzeirus, a person cannot be poisel the next generation. Um, a person cannot be poisel, can only poisel himself, can't be poisel his kids, and definitely not his grandkids. That means if a person would come now and say that he is, that he is Geir, Bebezden, or whatever, and he's Geirati, and doesn't, not Bifnei Bezden, and he already got married and has kids and everything, it's not enough to make his kids unpuzzle kuhuna. If a woman says that's not enough for her to make her kids now grandkids puzzle. It's only enough that now she cannot marry a Kayan. If she was if her husband would die, if she becomes Alman, she can't marry a Kayan because But it's not enough to make the next generation puzzle. If a mother comes and says that she we deal with it, we get to Mamzeris, that she uh, did something wrong and her child is not from her husband. We also, and her grandchildren, and now she already has the next generation, the grandchildren. We also don't trust them. We also don't trust them. However, uh, this, these, are, these are stories that come to camp all the time. So when there is, also important to remember, when a irur happens a few generations back, and, but without the irur, we would have accepted them without a problem, and this irur is something for example, like on this Gatos, but afterwards they were accepted as Yidin the whole time. This is not enough to puzzle to puzzle the the descendants. If there is a record, if there is no record, and suddenly there's a there's a Goisha grandmother, and then the kids are in conservative in reformed temples, 
then that's no, that's not a denial that there was a gatus. There's no story that there was a gatus. You have a serious ASN, the kids are probably going, even the grandkids. But if there's a story of a conversion, and they were accepted, and without the story of the conversion, you would have accepted them, then you delete that, that question out of your mind, and you say, and you say that, uh, that, uh, that they're accepted. And even if you want to say, okay, you know, let's do research on the Gatos, you'll still say, let's listen to the story this woman says. She remembers that she went, and she was made to put all, all her hair go under the water at Kasha de Tvila. So, some form, unless you have a proof that it was done wrong, you could assume that it was done right. At least with the evidence, huh? Um, yeah, but only after a certain, only after the, the late 60s it becomes being a serious Sadeisa. Before that, it's a Suffolk Sadeisa. Even the Chuvas of Moshe, you see that the, the Moshe, the early Chuvas about conservative, about reform weddings, is completely says they're, they're possible. Conservative weddings, it's a Suffolk. He puts them, he has a Suffolk in the, in the conservative uh, weddings, in the first volumes of the Chuvas. As the years go by, the Chuvas become much, much sharper, completely against the conservative marriage. Because they changed, not because Allah changed. They changed. If they changed, we have to adapt to their changes and make them more possible as the generations go by. Originally, they were from. Just they had their ideas warped. And then from there, it went downhill all the way to a situation you can't do, you can't do such a thing. And these cases where a person comes and you ask them and they say, oh, my grandmother, my great-grandmother told me that she converted, are very common. And unless you have a reason to be a day, so you don't have to. You don't have to. You don't have to worry about it. There was a time when a person did uh, did uh, claim the grand that the grandmother converted, and they weren't able to find anything, any records of it. But then afterwards, they found the box with mikveh receipts. I think I said it last year, with mikveh receipts of the grandmother. At least we were able to prove that she was from, because later in life she wasn't from. So if, you, if the grandmother's known, you ask now. You ask the grandmother. The granddaughter comes and says. And my grandmother, she told me she's a Gieris. But, I don't know, she didn't keep Shabbos when I was a kid. Right? The grandmother didn't keep Shabbos. This is 25 years after the Gatos. You puzzle the Gatos 25 years later. The only way it's going to work is if a person is going to be able to tell you what happened right after the Gatos, there was no Kabbalah Samitsus. But no kid could remember what happened right after the Gatos. He was born 10 months later. He's not going to remember anything. And uh, the husband, if he's not from, he's not trusted to parcel his own kids, his own grandkids. So we're back in the same circle. We're not going to look to parcel. So if we have something strong that we're able to, if we have something strong that we're able to, um, to rely on, that these people are Jewish, and if there's Eidos, or if they're affiliated with the Jewish community, we, we, we will, we will, rely on it. A similar case happened when there was a, a similar, similar case to this of, 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 uh, of, uh, of Giyotasin comes up even more, let's say we clear out the issue of Yehados. Now we have a uh, a uh, a girl, let's say, she heard from her mother that she converted, the mother converted. She's already an older woman. She heard from her mother that she converted. And the mother died years later. But there's no clarity on what exactly happened. 
she grew up always knowing she's Jewish. At some point she heard that, uh, sorry, she heard that her grandmother was, her grandmother was converted. And it's not exactly clear what, uh, what, uh, what the story is. Could be, what's the problem? We don't know if the Gators was properly done, right? It's a grandmother. The girl's grandmother converted. The girl's, the girl's father's mother converted. And we don't, she said she converted. We don't know anything about the conversion. Now the granddaughter is not from. She wants to get married to a Kayan. If her grandmother's gatus was bad, then her father was the Safa Goy. She's a Bas Nachri, Bas Safa Nachri. She can't marry a Kayan. She's a Pagumala Kahun. Like you're going to learn, you're going to learn later in Heaven Ezer. Question is, do you, do you um, rely on, could you use this as enough of a reason to possible somebody from marrying a Kayan? And again, we're going to end up in the same, we're going to go to the same places. Someone would come and say they converted, is trusted. If the person would come and say they converted, this person themselves would come and say, I got converted in Besden, the grandmother would herself be trusted. Now that she's not here, only a granddaughter says that she converted, she would not be, um, you can't postulate. it. Now the only, the only issue you have is when the grandmother is actually alive. The grandmother is alive, and she says that she converted, and she's not from today. Then you have a problem, according to certain opinions, because then you have Shevet Alevi says that if you have a woman, a grandmother came and said that she converted, and she's in front of us, and she's not from, then Isra All the chazakas we could have had are all based on the assumptions if she wouldn't be in front of us, but now that she's standing in front of us. We have a problem. What are we going to do? We have a big problem. She's standing in front of us. She's not from. Her chazake just got totally messed, messed over because of this. Because of this. We don't know what we're going to do with... Uh, she's, she herself is saying she converted, and she herself is not from. So in such a case, he's, he leaves it as a... As a, uh, as a uh, as a Suffolk, and you can't, and you can't, uh, and you can't relent. But if already passed away the person who converted, and only the grandchildren are hearing, saying, great grandchildren are saying, we heard that the great grandmother, the grandmother converted. It's not enough of a reason to. It's not enough of a reason to find to find uh, to find who it is. And even if there would be Nehemanus, and they would say that there is again, if they're known as Yidden, and there would come somebody would come and they would say that they take their 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 guy. They're, that the gatus was not properly done. If there's already grandchildren, they're growing up as Yidden, it's not a, a grandfather, a grandmother cannot poisel a third generation, cannot poisel a third generation from moving on with life. The only they could do is poisel themselves. And they could poisel themselves. The person who comes and says, I was Nisgayer and I was not properly Nisgayer only works when the person himself is doing it for himself. If he has kids already, he cannot do any damage to the next generation. That is, in short, what uh, what uh, a room of bitter yados. Um, it's not uh, the main thing I wanted to talk about this human base. I just wanted to, to mention it. We will go more in depth at a different time. It's more practical how to deal with uh, with uh, practical bitter yados. I discussed it last year, and we had also um, off camera share about the DNA. And it's available online. It's available. The book is available. The share is not available. It doesn't exist online, but the book is available. You could buy it, and you could know all the how you could rely on 
certain forms of DNA to be able to determine Jewish uh, lineage. But we're not going to get into it now. That we will conclude.